Welcome back to Suiting Up Varsity, a podcast dedicated to the sound of the band, the smell of popcorn, the feel of an old letter jacket, the sight of teenagers hoisting trophies high above their heads, and most of all, to the grand history, fantastic stories, and engaging personalities of Nebraska prep sports. Join us as we look back in time at the great moments from a century plus of Nebraska high school athletics. This week, we're going to push the time machine to the limit and visit a football game from almost a century ago. All week, I've been working on a basketball story from the 1980s, and I just couldn't get motivated. I kept reading and rereading the old newspapers and my notes and scanning my memory because I can remember the event I wanted to center the article on, and I, I just couldn't get fired up. Then when I got to school this morning, I remembered it's state football day. In fact, as I write this, Fall City Sacred Heart and uh, the Twin Loop Wolves are in an eight-man shootout. I'm not exactly sure what co-op or consolidation the Wolves have sprung from, but I assume Sargent is involved because I see the Sargent sideline jackets on some of the bench players. But with that as a backdrop, I decided I'd take a look at some of the greatest Nebraska prep football games from the pre-playoff era. I dusted off my Mathers book and found his list of greatest games. Number one is a game we've already visited in 1945, when Dutch Zorn and his Gothenburg Swedes traveled to Omaha and shocked Creighton Prep to claim the mythical state title. That's not the only game on his list, though. There are hundreds, and several others caught my attention. The first one I decided to crank up the Wayback Machine for was another East versus West, Small versus Big culture clash from a year that will make 1945 look positively modern, 1920. It's approaching Thanksgiving as we travel back to that Prohibition era, and Omaha Commerce High on Leavenworth Street is the Omaha football champ and the top contender for the state title. The Commerce bookkeepers, who would transform into the Omaha Tech Trojans in just a few years, had earned the big city title with a 26-3 win over Omaha Central. And Coach Drummond had his pick of Turkey Day games to solidify his state championship. Remember, at this time, in the, in the, in the teens and 20s, all the way into the 40s, Uh, Nebraska high schools played Thanksgiving Day games that were kind of like college football bowl games. They wouldn't be scheduled at the beginning of the year. They'd be set up later on. In fact, that Gothenburg-Creighton prep game I mentioned earlier in 1945 was added to the schedule after the season had begun. That's against state rules now. Uh, But in 1920, Coach Drummond uh, had some choices. Creighton High up north, they wanted the game. They wanted Commerce to travel up there. And a Kansas power was making a bid as well. Drummond, though, chose to stay stay in the state, and he looked west. His gritters would travel on Thanksgiving Day to either York or Cambridge, depending on the result of the November 12th game between the Dukes and the Trojans. Cambridge traveled to York and continued its winning ways, whitewashing the Dukes 40-0 to earn the game with Commerce. Uh, the Cambridge Trojans had only allowed three points all season in a 41-3 drubbing of McCook. They had shellacked Oxford and Curtis 93 to nothing and 51 to nothing, respectively. The only close call on the whole schedule was a 7-0 escape at Bayard on a very muddy field. More on that later. That 93 to nothing route wasn't the most lopsided score to show up in Nebraska in 1920. Fremont was among the schools that were returning to the gridiron after over a decade of not playing. 
The Tigers and those other schools had abandoned the sport in about 1905 because of the fears of injuries and death that had uh, prompted President Roosevelt to threaten to ban the sport. Uh, To the west, down the Lincoln Highway in 1920, the uh, rival Columbus discoverers were happy to welcome the Tigers back to the game with a devastating 115 to nothing win. Ouch. Quick timeout to remind you again that the Nebraska High School Sports Hall of Fame is open Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. If you're in Lincoln for the state championships this week or for a coach's clinic or for something else, it'd be a great trip. Remember, it's it's free of, free of charge. Okay, back to 1920. 4,000 fans would show up in the tiny little western town to greet Omaha Commerce and watch the state championship be decided. The game was a defensive struggle for the first three quarters. Anytime Commerce's quarterback Carrero uh, would find his All-State end Frank Rukasek or his halfback Ike Mahoney for a few yards, the Trojan defense would rise up and, and stop them. On the other side, Cambridge's tough inside runner Rankin would find a play or two behind big uh, offensive tackle Ed Thompson or maybe Trojan quarterback Paul Rodwell. Uh, would run some tricky deception for a gain, but soon the Commerce defense would lock things down again. For three quarters, it was basically trading punts and possessions, and the score stayed tied 0-0. Finally, in the fourth stanza, the small-town boys got close enough to the goal line on a nifty counterplay around end by Trojan left halfback Bala for for all-state end Ed Ellingson to boot a 28-yard field goal from the hold of Rodwell. Commerce uh, was stopped again, and on the ensuing possession, Cambridge struck again with Rankin going across from a few yards out to ice the win. The Trojans were the 10-0 winners and had staked their claim for the mythical state crown. The only other legitimate claim to the mythical state title was in Beatrice. The Orangemen had also traveled west on Thanksgiving and had prevailed at Bayard, 84 to nothing. But even the Eastern newspapers were quick to point out that the 84-0 win in dry conditions had been accomplished against many Tiger backups who hadn't played at all when a much healthier Baird squad had nearly upset Cambridge in that Mud Bowl game. And the Beatrice schedule, which included some impressive wins over Grand Island, Lawrence, Kansas, and an Ed Weir-led superior team, also included a loss to that same Commerce bookkeepers team, which came... Cambridge had just vanquished. The newspapers and Mather are unanimous in naming the Trojans the 1920 Nebraska Prep Football Kings. It's the beginning of the powerful Cambridge football tradition that lives on today. There were signs of that in the next year when the Lincoln paper would report that the new superintendent and a teacher hired by the Cambridge school were both former college football standouts who would assist coach Clinton John uh, with the squad that year, and that the Trojan schedule would include a game at perennial state power, Lincoln High. That cr- tr- Trojan tradition lives on today. Until next time, this has been a short episode of Suiting Up Varsity. If you have a question or a comment or an idea for an episode, connect with us on Twitter, where our handle is at SuitUpVarsity, or comment on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash SuitingUpVarsity, or shoot me an email at gmays, that's G-M-A-Y-S, at hhstigers.com. 
Suiting Up Varsity is written and produced by me, Greg Mays. Thanks again to my brother Tate Mays for research assistance and technical help, to Chris Chukai for broadcasting advice and encouragement, and to Jerry Mathers, the godfather of Nebraska high school sports history and the inspiration for this podcast. Suiting Up Varsity is the flagship show of the Nebraska Varsity Network. Copyright 2016.